I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth. Today is Monday, April 5th, 2021. On this day in 2000, pre-game partying and rivalries resulted in opposing factions of soccer fans getting into a huge fight in Istanbul, Turkey. Two men lost their lives in the confrontation. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this case, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of violence and murder that may be offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today, we'll discuss the murders of Christopher Loftus and Kevin Spate by Alit Umit Demir on the eve of the UEFA Cup semifinals. Let's go back to the evening of April 5th, 2000, in Istanbul, Turkey. Thirty-seven-year-old Christopher Loftus and forty-year-old Kevin Spate were English fans of Leeds United. They, along with many other British supporters, had traveled to Turkey for one of the biggest games of the year. As night fell, Istanbul's streets were full of throngs of soccer fans, drinking, chanting, and getting rowdy. They were partying in the lead-up to the next day's UEFA Cup semi-final, pitting Leeds United against Istanbul's Galatasaray. Galatasaray's supporters were swarming the city's Taksim Square, gathering in support of their own team, but also in anticipation of the Leeds United contingent. As the Brits began to pour into the city centre to celebrate before the big event, they saw banners on display that read, Welcome to Hell. Tensions were high and alcohol was flowing. Supporters on each side believed their team would win. Men taunted and jeered each other, sometimes in fun, sometimes with more heat. 23-year-old cafe owner Ali Umit Demir later claimed that he saw Leeds fans harassing women, breaking windows, burning Turkish banknotes, and disrespecting the Turkish flag. Demir claimed that the behavior of these drunk hooligans gave him and his countrymen no choice. Things really came to a head around 9 p.m. Christopher Loftus and Kevin Spate were carousing with a large group of about 25 Leeds fans. Whether they were really doing all of the things Demir accused them of or not, they were beset upon by a large group of Turks. All told, reports say the mob eventually comprised up to about 500 people on both sides. Men started attacking each other with their raised voices cursing in both English and Turkish. It was anything goes during the rumble, with fans from both sides fighting with their fists and feet, while others used such weapons as beer bottles and chairs. 
The group of aggressors that set their sights on Spade and Loftus was reportedly armed with knives and machetes. This was so much more severe than an average fight among intoxicated sports fans. These men were there to cause severe harm, and they succeeded. They entered the fray, blades flashing, and connected with targets. In the confusion, it must have been difficult to know who or what they were stabbing, but it was the two Englishmen who suffered the brunt of it. When the mob dispersed, they were both covered with bloody cuts and stab wounds. Kevin Spate was taken to the nearby German hospital, but it was too late. Christopher Loftus couldn't be saved either. Both victims died from multiple slashes and cuts from blades. Up next, we'll hear what happened in the aftermath and investigation of the murders of Christopher Loftus and Kevin Spate. Hi, it's Carter from ParCast Network. The Vatican is one of the most recognizable religious sites in the world, but it's also a powerful institution, its unique history full of secrecy. This Easter, my show Conspiracy Theories looks deep into the church's past to uncover how it became what it is today. Starting April 5th, our new four-part miniseries, Mysteries of the Vatican, dives in to examine some of the most prominent conspiracy theories surrounding this mysterious organization. From the church's sordid rise to power, to prophetic visions and even assassination attempts. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Conspiracy Theories, to hear Mysteries of the Vatican. New episodes air every Monday and Wednesday, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the story. On April 5th, 2000, Hundreds of soccer fans attending the UEFA Cup semifinals clashed in a frenzy of excitement and hatred in Istanbul, Turkey. When the furor died down, two British supporters of Leeds United had lost their lives through an attack with knives and machetes. Once the melee dispersed, police had their work cut out for them, trying to figure out who did what to whom. Fortunately, they were able to use CCTV evidence to identify the people responsible for the brutal deaths of the two Englishmen. Café owner Ali Umit Demir was on their radar, and once investigators searched his home, they uncovered a blood-stained knife. The blade was forensically examined, and it was found to be coated in blood from both victims. When they stood trial in May, Demir and other defendants walked into the courtroom to a chorus of, Turkey is proud of you, from their friends and family. Demir admitted that he had a knife and had slashed with it during the fight. He claimed, however, that he didn't have a specific target and he didn't know who he had connected with. Demir also told the court that before the brawl began, his uncle had been assaulted by Englishmen. He also brought up the scenes he allegedly saw of attacks on women and symbols of Turkey. But according to the deceased men's lawyers, there was nothing caught on any CCTV videos showing either of the two victims doing anything like Demir accused. It took two years 
but in 2002, three judges found Demir guilty of killing with provocation in the deaths of both Loftus and Spate. Five other people were also charged in the fracas, but each of them was sentenced to only a few months behind bars. Demir was sentenced to serve 15 years in prison. Normally, the maximum sentence for a crime like this would have been 30 years, but prosecutors reduced it because it was impossible to say if anyone on trial had been the sole cause of the murders of either Loftus or Spate. Also, Demir still insisted that he acted because the Leeds fans provoked him. All of the defendants appealed their sentences and were released to live free during that process. While he was out, Demir performed his mandatory national service in the Turkish military. After a retrial in June 2007, all the men were reconvicted and given new sentences. Demir's was reduced to six years and eight months, but he was out of jail again in two months, once again on appeal. After dragging on for over a decade, the defendants lost their final appeals in 2010. Demir and the others were put behind bars to serve their sentences. The families of the two victims were left feeling as if justice wasn't properly done. Andy Loftus, Christopher's brother, reacted after the final appeal, defending the actions of his brother and the other English fans. He said, We're obviously very relieved they are behind bars. It's a step in the right direction, but it's baffling how it's taken ten and a half years to get to this stage. The bitterness will remain because we have always been portrayed as having done something wrong. These men got massively reduced sentences because they claimed they were provoked, when in fact that was never the case. Our fans were stalked and attacked. The pain and injustice Christopher and others affected by the murders experienced was reignited five years later. In April 2015, Galatasaray midfielder Wesley Snyder promoted a souvenir commemorative knife set on Twitter. He advertised the gift box of blades, decorated with the team's colors on the 15th anniversary of the murders. When he received angry tweets in response, calling that out as bad taste, Snyder deleted his tweet and apologized. The footballer claimed to not have been aware of the murders. But even if he knew nothing about them, their dark legacy lives on. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this one, check out the Spotify original from Parcast, Crimes of Passion. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Christine Colby, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells and Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime.